This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast for a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 1, Bloody Mary. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. I'm so sick and I think I just need to do that more. It sounded good to me. But I'm not gonna like yeah, not do it again. I just think I'll I'll get better at it with practice. I feel I like we've already said weird things. I'm trying not to do my um my customer service slash talking on the phone voice. Hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> to how can I help you? I had to call and reschedule my dentist appointment, and I was like, uh, I'm always like I'll talk I'm gonna talk like a normal person. I'm gonna talk like a normal person. I'll talk in my voice and like hi. So, I'm calling to reschedule an appointment. Like, that's not how I talk. That's not how I talk. Yeah, I do the same thing. Okay, well, I guess we should get started. Um, there's a fun fact about Bloody Mary for you. At least the episode. Not not Bloody Mary herself. Uh, <laughs> this, in Kripke's original five episode, you know, first five episode pitch that he shared for the 300th episode on Twitter, which, once again, will be linked in the show notes down below. Um, Bloody Mary is episode one. Hmm. It's the original pilot. Uh, I can see that, because that's more of a well-known, um, like, folklore that a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. So, it, he, you know, thinking it might be a good, uh, yeah. way to introduce the show and what it's about, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is his, I'm gonna read his original pitch for you, real quick. Uh, as previously pitched during our series meeting, Blaine, Missouri, a group of teens, boys and girls, in a suburban house. One girl goes Deanna, which is... Deanna. <laughs> I'd have to play to change that name, because, um, that's, that's the girl version of Dean's name. It's also, small spoiler, it's the name of their grandmother. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Dean's named after their grandma. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Um, okay. <laughs> One girl goads Deanna to enter the bathroom, flip off the lights, and say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror. Suspense build as Deanna, pretending to be brave, says it once, twice, three times, and nothing happens. She heads down in the kitchen, and we see something stalking her in the mirror in the Sub-Zero's metallic sheen in every reflective surface. Cut to another friend heads downstairs to find Deanna dead on the floor, her heart stopped cold. Note, we'll slightly adjust the scene in the pilot where the coordinates 35111 will now lead to the boys in Blaine, Missouri. Maybe this wasn't the pilot, maybe it was just episode 2, but it's listed as episode 1, so I don't know. (laughs) When Sam and Dean arrive, they catch wind of Deanna's recent inexplicable death. Exactly the kind of thing Dad would investigate. So the boys check it out. They soon learn Bloody Mary has taken up residence in this Midwestern town. She's the demonic spirit of a murdered 19th century witch. And it gets worse. Every teen in that suburban house (laughs) in the town in the- oh, every teen in the suburban house in the teaser, they're all being stalked by this evil witch. So Sam and Dean must race against time to save these teens who will specifically get to know 
They must figure out a way to destroy Mary, and one of the boys must ultimately summon Mary into a trap, standing in front of that mirror and saying her name once, twice, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> that changed a lot. Kind of a basic um, the starting original, point. Yeah, the, yeah, with, you know, one girl goads another girl into saying Bloody Mary in the bathroom. Which I think is kind of a cla- the classic way for that to go mm-hmm. anyway, because that's kind of how the, yeah. the it's folklore a very, goes. It's a very party game Yeah, thing it's to a do. very... It's a, it's a classic um, sleepover yeah. truth or dare yeah. kind of thing to be doing. I just, I just hit Chloe with the You, you did, yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chloe. She rolls over. No, she's over. gonna roll on it. Aww. <laughs> she's cute. But yeah, we open with a group of girls playing truth or dare, and one of one girl dares her friend Lily to say Bloody Mary three times in the bathroom mirror. Uh, and then it, they explain that Bloody Mary is a witch, or a, according to another girl, a lady who died in a car crash, who will appear if you say her name and scratch your eyes out. <laughs> that part changed from the original. Yeah, you can. I like when you can see kind of hints of the original, you know? We get mm-hmm. the, you know, the the kids messing around. The original had nothing uh, to do with the scratched out eyes. We get a hint of the witch. Though. Yeah. Um, the original just said she was just on yeah. the floor without... She just died. Yeah. She just dropped dead. No blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lily goes into the bathroom with a candle. I don't know anybody who uses tall candles like that with kind of looks like one of those emergency candles you would yeah. keep like an emergency kit with the power went out type of thing yeah I guess it's like a but they're like a bunch of kids like my mom didn't ever <laughs> let me touch a candle till I was like an adult but it didn't look like, it didn't look letting, like they were being supervised very much <laughs> no it was letting their middle schoolers just have candles standing around the living room whatever okay she takes a candle into the bathroom she says bloody mary three times and her friends scare her by banging on the door that <laughs> would definitely get me too thing to do. <laughs> i mean i don't blame her for being scared oh uh, my friends would totally do that like, to me the, the common pranks that people would like joke about doing at girls camp but never actually do is the one where someone goes into the porta potty and then you like, uh, make you like hold the porta potty door shut so they can't get out, okay. and then a bunch of people just shake the porta potty <laughs> so the person inside is like, <laughs> I never did it, but it's one that got brought up all the time when people talked about like camping pranks. I've never heard of <laughs> that one actually. Meeting someone in a porta potty. My girls' one... camp didn't have porta potties. We There's had also... an actual like public bathroom. Yeah, most of my girls' camps had actual bathrooms of some kind. Um, there's also the one where you, like, take a sprouted potato and put it at the bottom of someone's sleeping bag so they think it's a spider. Never heard of that one. You never heard of that no. one? I don't know how many pranks actually got pulled at camp, but we sure talked about them a lot. Well, but yeah. it takes the fun out of it. I know, right? If you're gonna do it, just do it. Don't talk about it. For real. Yeah, this is when we meet Mr. Shoemaker, though. I know, I love it. It's it's a, Mr. That's Shoemaker. Last name. Okay. Uh, he asked the girls to be a little quieter. In, in his defense, they were being real fucking loud. <laughs> they were, yeah. And then I guess he goes to get ready for bed, but as he, like, passes by 
like World needs there's like a surfaces. mirror in the hall and some like windows picture frames and you see this woman and I actually in the notes for um this episode on the super wiki um this is something that I guess someone who has seen the ring would get but as someone who has not seen the ring I did not make the connection that um, I've not seen the ring but I know kind of the image you're talking about <laughs> yeah the, a great deal of the aesthetic of bloody mary was taken from the japanese horror film and american remake the ring it's just that she's kind of covered her the, hair yeah. is covered covered yeah. in her face the, and that like the scene at the end when she like crawls out of the mirror yeah yeah yeah. i don't yeah. know much about the ring but i do know that like that like iconic crawl like thing. hands coming yeah. forward out of something well, she does you that know? iconic weird and the crawl like thing. yeah the like the head thing yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know that about it, even if I haven't seen it, because <laughs> it's just been used so much in pop culture. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very iconic shot. So, and the dad goes to take some medicine, and then he starts like, like you can like see the veins mm-hmm. on his face, and he doesn't. He just like looks at him all scared. He doesn't even scream, does he? No, because it kind of disappears a second later. But then his eyes disappear. start bleeding. You yeah, don't see his eyes bleed. Yeah, his eyes bleed. What? Okay. Didn't they? No. We don't see his eyes bleed. At least I'm pretty sure we don't. Let me just, um... I thought that's the <laughs> first time just, I saw it. Let me just pull up the episode <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> figure out if his eyes start bleeding, because I didn't make a note of that. Ooh, he doesn't scream. Is next week. He doesn't scream. I know that. You just said he screamed, I thought. You said that. I was verifying that I don't think he screams. Um, I don't think his eyes start bleeding. No. Because we get... See, he, like, notices the veins, and then it cuts back downstairs to the girls. Wait, keep watching, though. Well, then she finds the puddle of blood. That's it? Yeah. She screams. I thought we watched his eyes bleed, though. We don't. Oh. <laughs> okay. You literally just watched this episode. <laughs> You're I already it, misremembering it. I thought he did. <sighs> I mean, they obviously do. It just happens off camera, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we cut downstairs to Lily's older sister. We'll find out later. Her name is Donna. Um, and she comes home and she, like, banters with her younger sister. So it's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. It's a cute little moment. Um, and she goes upstairs and finds a puddle of blood coming out from under the bathroom door and opens it to see more blood. And I guess her father's dead body, because we don't see that. It just cuts to her face. And then yeah. she does a pretty decent horror, horror movie scream. scream. Yeah. So, and we cut to Sam in his old apartment bed, exactly as he was the night Jess died. It's got less, like, blue tint to mm-hmm. it, which helps us kind of know that this isn't real, obviously, you know. Wouldn't be happening twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jess, we hear Jess's voice say, why, Sam? I, I think a couple times before Dean wakes him up. This, did you notice this shot? Right when Sam wakes up? What about it? The, the like, the weird upside-downness of it? He's sitting... Yeah. He's sitting in the passenger seat upright with, like, his head tipped back mm-hmm. uh, against the, like, 
on the back of the seat that the um the impala doesn't have headrests <laughs> no unfortunately um, and the the shot when he opens his eyes is from above his face where his head is tipped back on the the headrest and his head is like upside down in the frame mm-hmm. and it's very disorienting and it's brilliant <laughs> yeah kind of like he's still on the bed yeah, yeah yeah you get this you get this moment of um, where am I? What's going on? As an audience member, also at the same, the same time, time. Sam's yeah. experiencing it. Sam's like, where like, is he? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the frick? Is he upside down in the Impala? Like, what's happening? And then we cut to a front two shot of the boys. Just in the park. And we can see that he's just, you know, that he's sitting car. upright in the car and his head was tipped back. Yeah. But I, I really love it. It's a brilliant piece of cinematography. It really... I love when they visually show you, you know, mm-hmm. how, what the character's mindset is in a moment. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. But Sam had a bad dream, and apparently this is normal <laughs> or regular. Yeah. He's having regular bad dreams, which bad dreams suck. They do. So, like, I'm only, I have them, like, you know, on occasion when I'm, like, super stressed and whatnot. So I can't imagine having regular ones. Have you ever had a recurring nightmare? Uh, I think when I was younger. I had, <laughs> before I got braces the first time. I didn't For some know, reason, I thought you were... I didn't know what braces were, or so how they work, or what they look like. Before I got like. pregnant the first time. No! Like, what? what? There's something you need to tell me. (laughs) I was terrified of getting braces, and so I had these weird dreams of, like, like, having, like, these roller things in my mouth that, like, were grinding down my teeth. I didn't understand how braces worked or what they did. (laughs) And that was a regular one for a hot minute until I I got braces. I have two recurring nightmares. Oh, no. One... And I've looked up, like, dreaming meanings before, and they both have, like, a meaning to do with, like, stress and things like that. Oh, shocker. <laughs> but, um, one is that I have a, one of my teeth falls out, or multiple teeth fall out. Ew. That is a recurring Ew. dream that many people have, and it does have something to do with, like, stress and things yeah. being out of your control and things like that. Um, and the other one is that I keep <laughs> going back to high school and... <laughs> Like, I, I somehow didn't finish my high school diploma, and I have to keep going back and oh, finishing no. it. When the, I think it has to do with me feeling like I need to finish college. Yeah. In school, but for some reason in my dream, it's always high school. That's so weird. <laughs> because who wants to go back and repeat high school? No Nobody. <laughs> so those are, Lord. those are my two recurring nightmares I have. <laughs> oh my god. Neither of them are fun. Nightmares are no fun. I get the like the weird kind of waking ones where I've like put myself in anxiety inducing situations and then wake up in a panic, and then don't remember why I'm panicking because <laughs> it's already you, slipped away. You had you those know? where you feel like you're falling. Oh, I hate those. Ugh, I hate those. Those so are the much. worst. Okay. <laughs> we are distracted tonight. Well, it had to do with the topic. It kind of did. All right. I was the just boys, curious if you had any. The boys are in Toledo, Ohio. Which is actually Eric Kripke's hometown. Ugh. And some of the, the like the names of characters that we meet, I guess, are references to friends of his. So oh, okay. Yeah. But the boys have found out about Lily's or uh, Mr. Shoemaker's death. 
Why is uh, Shoemaker? Is I that don't one know. of his friends in real life? I have no idea. And they're they're going and posing as med students to look at Lily's <laughs> What? In my notes, I wrote to look at Lily's corpse. Lily's the little girl. <laughs> She's not dead. That took a chart, dark turn. <laughs> Good lord. Is, okay. Are, is... Do you, like, local mor- morgues allow med students to just come in and look at corpses? With permission. Is that a normal thing? <laughs> I'd imagine. I'd, I'd, like, you know. Even if it's, like, under investigation currently? I don't know. But the boys say that they, they got permission from the doctor to look at the corpse, and the assistant is like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, until Sam bribes him. Yeah, that would him. be my reaction, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has to bribe him to let them in, which Dean is very mad about because he earned he that earned money. He earned that money. <laughs> playing poker. <laughs> so, it turns out the Mr. Shoemaker's eyeballs were liquefied. Uh, Ew. Which is gross. <laughs> and the doctor is thinking it was a stroke or an aneurysm based on the amount of blood that's in his brain. Yeah, I said the morgue guy gets way too excited about yeah, causes of death. Yeah, he's very excited about the causes of death. He's like, you should have seen all the blood. <laughs> like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boys have paid more money to see a police report. Um, which we don't actually like see them seeing the police report. They just kind of talk about stuff. You have to be a certain poor personality to work with dead bodies. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It would not be my but job choice. But The you know. boys decide they gotta go talk to the family of the victim. Which equals crashing awake. Oh. This'll be a regular occurrence. Oh boy. They, they pose as da- their dad. They work they, with her dad, yeah, right? Yeah, they tell Donna that they're... they're uh, they work with her dad. Obviously much younger than her dad. Yeah. I mean, they can't, like, work in the same office, you know. But, uh, they ask, like, Donna, the daughter, if there were any symptoms, if he had, like, you know, a medical history, like, family medical history of strokes and things like that. Uh, but Lily, the the daughter, the younger daughter, insists that it was her fault because she said Bloody Mary three times and then her dad died. How old is Donna supposed to be in high school? They're high schoolers. Okay. Yeah, the older girls are high schoolers. Like poor kids. Yeah. Now they're orphans. They're orphans before they're of age. I and well, Don and Lily are both handling this very well. They are newly orphan um, children, by the way. Based <laughs> on the fact that there's no like CPS showing up, I wonder if Donna is eighteen. Maybe. I don't know, or maybe they just didn't think about that. About the uh, fact they that they now have no parents. Um, Sam is so sweet during this scene. Because Lily's like, it's all my fault. And her da- her sister's like, you know, don't talk about it. It's, you know, it's, of course it's not your fault. And then Sam is like, why do you think it's your fault? Like, he's, like, so sweet about it. Yeah. I love it. And Dean tells her that it couldn't have been Bloody Mary, because her dad isn't the one who said it. Um, and then the boys go upstairs together <laughs> to go see the bathroom where the guy died. <laughs> They do this stuff a lot. <laughs> like, why are you going together? Because if you get caught together, then you can't just say, oh, we were looking for the bathroom, because there's two of you. What are you doing? But if one of you is up there, and you, you guys, go, hey, guys I was can looking go to the bathroom for the bathroom. Together too. <laughs> but if it's a, a family bathroom? 
Eh. Like, <laughs> I couldn't. Well, that's something I would do if I was in a place I didn't know. I'd be like, babe, can you come to the bathroom with me and help me find it? <laughs> well, wait, but like when they get caught, Dean says, we're looking for the bathroom. Like, but they're not they two grown men standing in the doorway of the bathroom where the dude died. <laughs> like, what was the thought? <laughs> but if one of them stays downstairs and kind of mingles, and the other one goes to look for the bathroom with quotation marks around it, like that makes more sense because he's by himself. Oh my god! Well, they obviously both wanted to see the bathroom. <laughs> Apparently, but they do. This is something I took note of because the boys talk about. Um, they talk about their dad a little bit here, about um, uh, you know. I don't remember which one of them. I think it might be Sam. Asks if John had ever found any evidence that Bloody Mary was a real thing. And Dean says, not that I know of. Or the other way around. But I I always find it interesting when they... they especially in the early seasons. You get these kind of little throwaway lines of... Well, did, you know, what did Dad has to say about this? You know, I think there's another mention of it later. About... Um, John, I don't remember from who or what the scene is. I probably took note of it. But I, I think it's interesting because it kind of just like hints at the level of confidence the boys have in their father. Well, not really hints. It, it shows the level of confidence boys have in their father. that they, they see him as this expert hunter. Yeah. This guy who knows all the monsters and does huge amounts of research into all the different legends and he hasn't found any proof that this legend is real, you know? And yeah. stuff like, like, I find that very interesting. We're just building up John's character before we meet yeah. him. Yeah, You know? True. It's like, Dad doesn't believe it's real. Yeah. Probably isn't. Dad hasn't found any proof of it. But yeah, this is when one of Donner's fr- Don- Donner's <laughs> and Blitzen. <laughs> no. One of Donna's friends finds him in the bathroom. Uh, and Dean says we were looking for the bathroom. Like, you, th- he's... He's real good sometimes. <laughs> and other times, he's so bad. <laughs> Dean? <laughs> my boo... My, da- my dude. My dude. You need to take an improv class. <laughs> that actually but, would be very helpful for them, I think. Uh, Sam answers. Surprisingly, honestly. He says that they don't think that Mr. Shoemaker died of a stroke. They don't know what happened, uh, but they're going to figure out what happened because they don't want it to happen to anyone else. Is it Charlie that finds her? Yeah. Finds them? You don't find out Charlie's name until later. the next scene. <laughs> when, um, or a couple scenes later when she's in the car. I'm pretty sure. Um, but they, Sam gives Charlie a number for if she like thinks of anything suspicious or whatever, she can call him. Uh, and then they go to the library! <laughs> to the library! And this is where they kind of, they talk about the legends of Bloody Mary, that she's a witch, mutilated bride, but how all the stories have two things in common. Her name is Mary, she died in front of a mirror. Uh, they need to look for local deaths, start with that info, which shouldn't be too difficult, except the library computers <laughs> are all out of order. <laughs> Mm. Which I love. But, um, yeah, this is the first bit of Mary, Bloody Mary lore we get. Uh, so, do we want to pause here 
and go into... You want to do it now? Your research? Yeah. I Beeb did some research on Bloody Mary. I did research on Bloody Mary and mere superstitions. We don't get to mirrors until a little later. Do you want me to wait for the mirror part then? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay. Alright, so... Again, got these sources from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, So, Bloody Mary is a legend consisting of a ghost, phantom, or spirit conjured to reveal the future. She is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly. Um, So, there was an old ritual that was quite different from the one that we have today. The old ritual was... Uh, encourage young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. That sounds sounds very dangerous. Surefire way to break your neck, or at least your ankle. Good lord. (laughs) Can't walk downstairs. (laughs) Right? In the dark. Uh, As they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to catch a view of their future husband's face. There was, however, a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead, indicating that they were going to die before they would have the chance to marry. Sounds like a risky ritual. Yeah. (laughs) So the ritual of today, Bloody Mary, allegedly appears to individuals or groups who ritualistically invoke the name in an act of captotromancy. I looked that up, but I don't remember what that was. Hold on. Capto, Captromancy is divination using a mirror. Okay. This is done by repeatedly chanting her name into a mirror placed in a dimly lit or candlelit room. The name must be repeated three times or some other specified number of times. The Bloody Mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, witch, or ghost that can be friendly or evil and is sometimes seen covered in blood. The lore surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparitions screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, or or drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. So, fun stuff. Very fun. Don't know why you'd want to summon (laughs) that, but okay. Some variations of the ritual call Bloody Mary a different name. Hell Mary and Mary Worth are popular examples. Um... And it's actually been, like, scientifically proven that staring into a mirror in the dark for a long time can cause distortions and hallucinations, which may have contributed to the myth. Oh, interesting. And it's also a scientific explanation for, like, scrying or divination. Um, Staring into the crystal ball type of thing, you know? Ah, Of why they see these visions. That's kind of the scientifically... I mean, you may believe in it, you may not, but science-wise, they've taken the stance of, you know, this is what's made be causing that, is you can get hallucinations by staring into <laughs> a reflective surface for a long time in the dark. I didn't know that. Something I didn't know I that did, either. Something I noticed is one of the, the alternate names you listed for her mm-hmm. is Mary Worthy. Mm-hmm. Mary Worth. Mary Worth. And the... the name of the ghost who turns out to be their Bloody Mary is um, Mary Worthington. Mm. It's the play I off wonder, of that. I wonder if that's where the writers pulled her last name from. Probably. I bet you it is. I, I couldn't find anything of like the origin of the myth, really. Yeah. Other than the fact it, 
there's been it's been around the, for the, the a old, long time that old um, ritual which was like done in the 1800s you know huh. trying to see the face of your future husband interesting apparently it's been around since the 1600s that myth and it kind of became modernized popularized in the 90s over those email chains that would go around you know yeah if you really? don't do this then she's gonna get you type of thing interesting but yeah, it's just kind of more turned into a popular party game, you know? That's so Truth interesting. Truth or dare type of game. But I couldn't see where the original legend started with Mary. I couldn't find anything about a girl named Mary dying in front of a mirror anywhere. Huh. <laughs> so I don't know where Supernatural got that from or if they made that up. I don't know. know. They, they take liberties with some stuff. Um, anyway, that's what I found. This is we get our second death, though. That's so interesting. Huh. We get our second death, though. Next. Which is very mm-hmm. exciting. This is the first time we see the, the the bleeding eyes, which is a great effect. So, we get a s- Charlie, the friend, is driving home, talking to Jill, who's Donna's other friend on the phone, about Sam and Dean. <laughs> Jill's like, they're cute. <laughs> Which I, yeah, they were, but that's beside the point. Uh, and Jill teases Charlie about being afraid of Bloody Mary and then goes to the bathroom to say the name three times. Just so, so, and then she does the scream, like she does the silence and the scream to scare Charlie. It's so mean. It's Poor so Charlie. Mean. Uh, and then hangs up and gets ready for bed. Did you, did you notice this scene? These girls are high schoolers. Seniors at best. And we have a whole scene where this girl Jill takes off her pants and then walks around her room in her t-shirt and underwear <laughs> while Bloody Mary, like, stalks her in the reflections. <laughs> I didn't notice that part. You didn't no. notice that part? I was like, why do we have a pantsless teenager? <laughs> like, the actress is probably not a teenager at the time. No, that's how they're able to get away with that. It's, oh my god. Love, hmm, love it, Sure. <laughs> Okay. So much sexist. (laughs) God, supernatural. Um, um, but shots in the show. This is. We also get. We get the cool. Um, you good? She's dying, choking on nothing. (laughs) Uh, we get the cool, creepy reflection thing in this scene Mm -hmm. too, because we see Bloody Mary a bunch of times, but then when Jill goes back into her bathroom, her reflection like starts moving on its own and talking to her (laughs) and talking to her and says, you know, you killed that boy. And then both Jill and her reflection start, like, bleeding from their eyes, and then she falls over. Yeah. <laughs> she just falls over. She died real damn quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I find very convenient, because later, when Sam and Dean are bleeding from their eyes, they die real s- They, like, have enough time to break a mirror and pull out another mirror and, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a real slow it's process. It's a slower process. But Jill is, like... Bleeding a little bit, bleeding a little bit, dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But this, we had a music change during this scene. Originally, the song was Sugar We're Going Down by Fallout Boy, but was changed to Never Forget by State of Man for Netflix. So, we cut from Jess dying, or Jess, <laughs> from Jill dying to another Jess vision, another Why Sam. And then we get a, a scene where Sam is in bed the entire time. Which <laughs> I definitely didn't notice. <laughs> he looks so pretty in this scene. <laughs> the 
the the things I have to put it up with. I know. <laughs> with me. my girlfriend and Jared Padalecki. Yeah. I almost called him Sam Padalecki. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the cinematography it's really nice with the um like especially the the profile shot. Um, with him kind of backlit from yeah. the, the window. It's really, it's really well done. Um, but we get the cute little, or, you know, why'd you let me fall asleep? Because I'm an awesome brother. <laughs> what'd you dream about? Lollipops and candy canes. <laughs> it's very, very, such a little, a good little brother moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, Dean knows Sam needs sleep, but he also knows Sam's having nightmares. And he also knows Sam's not going to tell him what those nightmares about. Except that they're about Jess in some way. He's kind of put that so. together. But while Sam was taking a nap and dreaming about his dead girlfriend, uh, <laughs> Dean, Dean was trying to find a, a local death that fit their specifications, a woman named Mary who died in front of a mirror. And he can't. He hasn't found one. So, uh, this is when, I think this is when they get a call from Charlie. Oh, you missed the whole scene of, um, them going to visit that police guy, ex-police That's later. That's after they figure out who Mary Worthington is. Oh, okay. That's after Dean does his national database search. This is just, he just does a local one here. Mm, okay. So, um, but the boys meet with Charlie, and she tells him about how Jill died, and she thinks she's going insane. Uh, I love this because Dean assures her that she's not going insane, and she's it's like, "I don't think I don't not, I don't think that that that's, helps. That's worse. <laughs> that somehow makes it worse." <laughs> so the boys ask her for her help because they need to get into Jill's bedroom so they can test for EMF and use a night vision camera, which they don't explain, and I don't think they ever use again. Yeah, they don't explain. Um, they they it don't seems like they found some. Sam found the, like, the blood on the back of the mirror using it. Was that supposed to be blood? I thought it was blood. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be blood. When they do it under natural light, you don't see anything, so I don't think it can be blood. What if it's, like, ghost blood? Is that what it's supposed to be? (laughs) Like, is it ectoplasm? Like... (laughs) Because when Mary drew on her own mirror, she used her own... She used her own blood to draw on the mirror. So that's why Mm -hmm. I figured it was blood. Because it's not normal blood. Well, I... No, it's not. I don't know. I don't know what it is on the it's back of the mirror. It's ghostly blood. It's ghost blood, okay? That's I what guess. I'm gonna call it. But... <laughs> a do I look like Paris Hilton moment from Dean. I don't know how they would have thought to use that either. They never explained. The night vision? Yeah. Yeah, they don't explain why they're using it. Or what they're uh, looking for. Or what they're looking for. Or how it works. And I don't think they ever use it again. So... Thanks, Supernatural. Let me check the wiki and see if they ever use it again. Nope. I'm not finding any mention of night vision. Except for Bloody Mary. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. They. I don't think they ever use it again. At least not... For whatever they're using it for in this episode, which I don't understand. But they find they find handprints on the back. Oh, Sam uses the black light. Mm-hmm. Cause, so it's some kind of bodily fluid because it shows up under the black light. Yeah, but 
they, we also see it in natural light and it doesn't show up red like blood. So it's well, definitely but, some but, ghostly but something. But if, if a bodily fluid is like cleaned up but still leaves residue, it shows up under black light even though if you, if you can't see it. But why you would know? it be on the back? It's caused by the ghost. Yeah. So it's not actually like viewable by the naked eye. Well, no, but I'm saying that it's probably some kind of, like, I don't know, maybe it's supposed to be blood. I don't know. <laughs> but but it no it's sense. some kind of bodily fluid, though, because those sorts of things show up under black lights. Yeah. That's why they, like, do those, all those videos of YouTubers, like, taking I, black lights I, into I just assumed it one-star was, motels to see how know, dirty their sheets are. <laughs> I also assumed it was something that they could only see ghost stuff with it or something. It's a black light. I know. You can see all sorts of things that you don't want to see with black lights. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's left by the ghost. I don't know. <laughs> On the back of a mirror. <laughs> they find handprints and the name Gary Bryman. Uh, and Sam does some uh, some researching and finds out that Gary Bryman was an eight-year-old, which is very sad, who was killed in a hit-and-run involving a car that matches the description of the car Jill drives. Or drove, I guess. She's dead. So, Jill killed this boy and then kept it secret. Nobody yeah. knew it was her. So, but the the boys go over to the shoemaker house and find the name of Donna's mother on the back of the mirror that her father died in front of. And they learn from Donna that her mother overdosed on sleeping pills. So we have two, two, uh, two, uh, ghost victims and two names of people who died who were linked to the victims one of whom they're pretty sure was you know like killed by the person Bloody Mary went after so mm -hmm. that was a really long way of explaining that someone that they had secrets <laughs> they had secrets where people died but this is where we get a bit of a conversation about mirrors. Cause Dean does a nationwide search in the motel. Uh, and the boys discuss how both victims had secrets where people died. Uh, and Sam does some explaining of at least supernatural lore on mirrors. Uh, that they reveal all of your lies, your secrets. They're a true reflection of your soul. Which is why it's bad luck to break them. Uh, and Dean reasons out that if you've got a nasty, deadly secret then Mary sees it and punishes you for it, even if you're not the one who originally summoned her. Hmm. So. Um. Did you find anything interesting about mirrors, Beep? Yeah, mirror I did. Would you like to share with the class? <laughs> uh, sure. Um. So I found a couple things on, like, mirror superstition and kind of folklore with mirrors. Uh, mirrors are associated a lot with scrying. So scrying, also known by various names as seeing or peeping, is the practice of looking into a suitable medium in the hope of detecting significant messages or visions. The objective might be personal guidance, prophecy, revelation, or inspiration. But down the ages, scrying in various forms also has been a prominent means of divination and fortune telling. Um, then some mere superstition. <laughs> this is funny. I found this on a source of illuminated-mirrors.com. 
mirrors.uk.com, which is a a shop in the UK that sells mirrors. (laughs) They give a rundown of mirror superstition on their website. Interesting. Maybe we need to help you be okay with buying mirrors from them. I don't know. But it was the ancient Romans who first suggested the idea of broken mirror bringing seven years bad luck. This stems from another piece of Roman lore stating that every seven years life would renew itself and any broken parts of your life, such as health issues, would be fixed. So a mirror smashed and your image was the final thing it reflected, then you'd have to endure seven long years of misfortune before the curse ended and good luck was renewed. Oh, so that makes sense. So that's where the seven that, year. Okay, because I've from. always I've always wondered where, like, why seven years specifically? Why mirror? But if they believe it, another uh, that you're like the, the number seven. Oh, it is. How? <laughs> hang on. How often do all the cells in your body regenerate? Every seven to ten years. Whoa. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So much to so do with all every that. seven to ten years your body replaces itself, basically. With like that's what how long it takes to regenerate every single cell over time. Hmm. Um and the Romans believed that every seven years life would renew itself. So any broken parts of your life, such as health issues, would be fixed every That's seven years. That's wild. Okay. And I somehow knew that. That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. Romans and then, were smart cookies, that's for sure. Honest to God. <laughs> and they also... So, breaking a mirror with your image in it, like, destroyed, broke your image, so you would have to so wait it, for that broken image to, so said like, if, refresh, if basically. If you're, um image was the last thing in a mirror before it broke um, then, yeah, you'd then you'd be getting seven years so of misfortune wild. before the curse ended and good luck was renewed that's so crazy apparently there's ways let me look this up there's ways to reverse the curse too which uh-huh. I didn't know um, you would like bury the pieces of the mirror under like a full moon or something huh. or like Touch a tombstone in a graveyard or something, and that That's was interesting. That was way too. But that is so. Oh reverse the curse or whatever. I never learned where the seven years came. Me neither. From. I was curious about that because I knew it was seven years of bad luck, but I never like knew why. That is so crazy. And what's even crazier is the, the whole cell thing. Like what? Yeah, I didn't know. What that. are the oh, that? That's insane. All okay. to do with the number seven. Yeah. Okay. But um, one last thing. So. All right. Um, yeah, so with everything I was reading, mirrors seem to have been regarded throughout different cultures of uh, the world to, like, windows of the soul, right? Uh-huh. Or into, like, an alternate reality. Um, Through the looking glass, that yeah, idea of... Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So they're considered to show the truth about a person, hence why vampires are believed not to be able to see their own reflection, because they have no soul. Good they did. That's so interesting. Because they're so evil, they don't have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, so that kind of connects kinda with the episode about yeah. secrets. and Yeah. It's kind of like That's revealing. So you look in the mirror and you see the truth about yourself, right? You can't hide your secrets from the mirror or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because you can't hide your secrets from yourself. Exactly. Okay. Let me readjust. So I thought that was all very interesting. Excuse me. All right. That's so interesting, babe. That was a really good find. Thanks. Sweet. All right. This is when Dean finds the case of Mary Worthington, 
from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, very Worthington. That's definitely yep. pulled from Mary Worth. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And they go to visit the detective who worked her case. Uh, where we find out through Sam and the detective that Mary was 19 when someone broke into her apartment, broke into her apartment, murdered her, and cut her eyes out with a knife. Uh, and they learned from the detective who worked the case that before she died in front of a large mirror, she tried to spell out her killer's name on the glass, but only managed the letters T-R-E. From what I could find, by the way, this isn't based on any real story. No. With Based on this legend, anyways. Uh, no, yeah, okay. I have heard of stories of, like, certain serial killers that happen to be surgeons type of thing. Yes. But not really yeah. specifically to Bloody Mary. I haven't yeah. heard anything about that. So the detective suspected uh, a local surgeon named Trevor Sampson because based on, um, like, the level of skill he believed it would have taken to, like, carve out her eyes the way it was done. Uh, and the fact that Mary was seeing a man named T who was married... Uh, which Samson was married. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they were never, he was never able to prove that Samson did it and Mary's mur- murder went unsolved. Um, something, a line that I, that was on the nose, it's one of the, one of those on the nose lines that I still like is, uh, something the detective says, um, about Mary, which is that she spent her last living moments trying to expose this guy's secrets. Uh, so, also, conveniently, or inconveniently, she was cremated. <laughs> so the Which boys... should have solved the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, she was burned. <laughs> the boys think she may be tied to her mirror, which was returned to her family. Uh, and this is when we cut to the high school. And this is where you find out that Donna and Charlie are high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> which means Joe was a high schooler. Which makes the pantsless scene... Disturbing. <laughs> Disturbing. <laughs> Even if your actress is older than 18, if your character it could potentially be younger than 18, that's totally... It's very unnecessary. Very inappropriate. Yes, that's I not agree. Cool. Okay, but Donna and Charlie are discussing the deaths. Um, the Winchester is the validity of the Bloody Mary stuff. Donna is very frustrated because, you know, I mean, I guess it would kind of make sense because, like, she... Her mom already died... Her dad just died. One of her best friends just died. And she is... She's dealing with a lot. You know? She's got a Who, younger Donna? sister. Donna. Donna, yeah. The shoot Donna. Daughter? <laughs> just fucking called her daughter for the second goddamn time. Wow. Uh, but, like, she's dealing with a lot of stuff, so, like, I don't blame her for not wanting to be, like... It's very well adjusted yeah. for having gone through all this. I don't think it's that. I think it's more that she doesn't want to... Like, she... Why would she believe that there's like something crazy going on? Like, I mean, also that. I don't know if she. She doesn't like, seem all too bothered it. by everything. <laughs> she seems pretty bothered, but I don't think. Like well, she's she just, handling she, a lot better than I would can't. be able to handle it. I don't. I don't think it's not that she is handling. It. I think that she refuses to. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to deal with the idea that it could be something other than what the, you know, what the. Um, doctor said it was. You know. Yeah. So, but, and she, she's frustrated with Charlie for being all up about the Bloody Mary thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's, she's like, that's, 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 um. My sister believes it, but what? Yeah. She's 12. Yeah, she's, a, <laughs> she's, a, she's little. So, Donna says Bloody Mary three times in the mirror and nothing happens. Um, 
And but as Charlie goes to class, we see Bloody Mary follow her in the reflection in a window in her chemistry class. And then she, yeah, she pulls out a mirror in her chemistry class and starts freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and before I went back to like reskim the transcript to double check this, I thought this was the first time we heard Charlie's name. I think it's the second time. <laughs> Yeah, we, like, barely get her name finally. Donna doesn't say her name, ever. <laughs> Jill says it once when they're on the phone, and uh, Sam says it later when Charlie calls him to be like, I'm seeing Bloody Mary, but <laughs> other than that, I thought this was the first time that we saw, that we heard her name, and I was like, why did we wait until, like, 30 minutes into the episode? <laughs> Tell us the name. Name. They still wait a long time. It's they do. weird. I don't know why. Yeah, it's really weird. So I'm trying to decide on I their wonder, name. <laughs> the last second. I wonder if there was like a snippet of something that got deleted. Hmm. That where we learned her name. Why are you peeling the sticker off your laptop? Because it needs to come off. Oh, okay. I don't know why it's still on there. <laughs> okay. This is we go back to the boys in the car. They're driving back from the detective's place, I assume. Uh, and Sam has called the Worthington family to, or Mary Worthington's brother, to find out that while the mirror was, like, they had the mirror for a while, he sold it a week ago to a store in Toledo. <laughs> and this is where Dean brings up an old superstition that mirrors can capture spirits, and Sam says that when someone died in a house, people would cover up the mirror so the ghost wouldn't get trapped. I, I read like about I, that too. Did you read about in, that? In my lore searching. Yeah. Apparently, it's a popular Jewish tradition. Oh. And a lot of. Really? Apparently, a lot of people still do that too. And other cultures too. That's interesting. I don't think I'd ever heard of that book before Supernatural. Yeah. But that's really interesting. But Well, I was always under the impression that Bloody Mary was like an old legend in folklore. Mm -hmm. But in this, it made it seem like her death wasn't that long ago. So, well, like, how has it spread so quickly? I, th I feel like... This legend or whatever. Um, I feel like this is kind of like the woman in white, a little bit. Where mm. the woman in white isn't one specific ghost. It's She's a, a kind of, of ghost. Hmm. Bloody Mary isn't one specific you know, apparition. She's really a, a kind of that. apparition that shows up over the years. But yeah, that's not really something that's ever clearly, like, explicitly stated I was kind of wondering that, too. But yeah, they never really clarify that. Yeah. Like, if this is such an old legend that's been around for years and years and years, then how come it's only, like, well, a few Sam years kinda, since her death or whatever? Sam kind It's been 19 years. Um, and Still Sam not very kind long. <laughs> of mentions it when they go to the library... He talks about how, and all the different, there's all these different variations, but they all have two things in common. Her name was Mary. She died in front of a mirror. Hmm. So that yeah. kind of gives the impression that, like, this is a thing that happens, hmm. but, like, there isn't just, like, what so, it's, but it's... So people that are named Mary are just kind of have bad luck? Dying in front of mirrors? I don't know. <laughs> well, we've already had two Marys die at this show, so... <laughs> One of them in the first five True. minutes of the very of the so first. Don't, don't name your kids Mary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it, I think it is kind of like the woman in white, where yeah. it's less of a, a specific apparition and more of a phenomenon, hmm. um, or like a type of spirit. So, 
But Dean suggests that finding and smashing the original mirror is the best idea. I I don't this is not when Sam that this this is not when Sam says that they have to draw her into the mirror. I think that's later. Uh, we had another music change here. Originally the song during the, their conversation in the car was Rock of Ages by Def Leppard. Hmm. It was changed to I'm All Done by the Peasants. Uh, but this is when Charlie calls and the boys take her to, I guess, their motel room <laughs> and cover yeah. up every reflective surface. Um, <laughs> like, how would um, Charlie's parents feel that their I don't know. teenage I daughter think skipped is, school, I'm assuming. is in the motel room with two strange men? <laughs> she, maybe they got her her own motel room. I don't know. She skipped school. She definitely left school the at some point. parents are not very and present there, in this episode, let's just say. She's there until late in the night, at least, because the boys go to the antique store at night. Yeah. But Sam says that as long as Charlie doesn't look at her reflection, Mary can't get to her because she can only reach her through reflections. Uh, and this is when, like, Dean prompts her for her secret. And you would think that I I feel like Charlie telling her secret to someone would negate Bloody Mary. Yeah. Because the whole point is she has a a deadly, she has a secret in which someone died, but if the secret's no longer a secret, then, like, you know, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it just doesn't work because she's, Bloody Mary's been summoned already, Mm. and if, like, you know. And she's the target until she changes targets, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Or until she dies. (laughs) The ghost dies. Mm-hmm. This is when we learned that Charlie had an abusive, manipulative boyfriend who threatened to kill himself if she left him. Uh, Thank you for stating it like that. <laughs> yeah. She said, go ahead, left, uh, and he killed himself. I was um, hearing stories of that, like, using manipulation of yeah. suicide as Charlie to stay together with someone. Like, yeah. it's very unhealthy. And yeah. Charlie blames herself because <laughs> uh, she didn't believe he would do it. Um but Dean, Dean says in the very next scene that it is not Charlie's fault and he's correct. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly cruel manipulation tactic that abusers use to keep control of their victims. Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly needs some help. It, yeah, yeah. Sam later says that um, even if she'd stayed, like, if he was already in the mindset of doing that, her staying or going might not have you know, had anything to do with it. You know, he <laughs> might have still killed himself eventually. Yeah, if he was because, that unstable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really, really sad to think, but, like, it it wasn't Charlie's fault that he made that decision. Yeah. And she shouldn't be blaming herself for it, and the only reason she is blaming herself for it is because he was a dick yeah. <laughs> who tried to manipulate her into staying. So, um... But this is this is Charlie's secret. Um, the boys have to go find the mirror, though. Uh, Dean says Dean says in the next scene that you know, this isn't Charlie's fault. And Sam explains that spirits don't see in sa- shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very clear it's something bothering him. Obviously, it's kind of uh, like in your face at this moment. You can tell because something's kind of been bugging Sam all episode with the nightmares and stuff, but this is a moment when you can really tell that something's bothering him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't think 
that it will be enough to smash Mary's mirror because of how she can move between them. He thinks they need to summon her into her mirror and then smash it. But that means that one of the boys has to say her name three times. Um, and Sam says he'll do it, which prompts a brother melodrama moment. <laughs> uh, A.K. Dean pulling over and demanding Sam stop blaming himself for Jess's death because it wasn't his fault. Uh, he says he should blame the thing that killed her. Mm-hmm. Or blame Dean for dragging Sam away from her. And Sam says he could have warned her, but he doesn't elaborate on this and refuses to do so. Because then it wouldn't be a secret. Also, uh, he just doesn't want to share that information. Also, he's just not ready to tell Dean about this, yeah. He's he's not ready to tell Dean this yet. So, Dean doesn't like this plan. <laughs> Dean... <laughs> He Dean. doesn't like Sam putting himself in danger. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing new. So, this is when the boys break into an antique shop. And there are so many mirrors. Um, there's some really great reflection shots throughout the sequence of them looking for mirrors. Especially at the beginning when they first enter the shop. There's some real beautiful ones. Um, but they tripped a silent alarm. <laughs> because of course they did. <laughs> and the policemen show up. Yeah, yeah. Sam finds the mirror and that's when the cops show up. <laughs> well, Sam finds very the funny mirror. Confrontation with the police. Oh, and it's Dean. so good. <laughs> Sam finds the mirror uh, and summons, says Bloody Mary three times. Uh, we get some really. He's standing there with a crowbar. He is. <laughs> we get some really like dark, high contrast, shadowed eyes shots that I love. You know, it's really, really dark and intense. You can't see Sam's eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really well done. I really like it. Um. And Sam prepares to break the mirror as soon as she shows, which is when the cops arrive. This <laughs> is such a good scene. I'm the boss's kid. <laughs> What's the guy's name? You're like you're Mr. Yak Nak Namora's son, or no, some very. Um, let me find it. Yamashiro. Yamashiro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dean says I'm the boss's kid, and the policeman says you're Mr. Yamashiro's kid. It needs like uh. <laughs> 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 we cut back outside of Dean in a second. He says, like I said, I was adopted. Like, oh my god. Um, but then inside, Sam starts smashing mirrors because Mary started showing up in them. Uh, and his reflection in the, the main mirror, her mirror, starts moving on its own, which is such a creepy effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and starts saying, um, he gets a whole fucking monologue. Yeah. Uh, Sam really gets, Jared really got to go all out with this, which I love. It's your fault. You killed her. You killed Jessica. You never told her the truth. Who you really were. But it's more than that, isn't it? Those nightmares you've been having of Jessica dying screaming, burning. You had them for days before she died. Didn't you? You were so desperate to be normal, to believe they were just dreams. How could you ignore them like that? How could you leave her alone to die? You dreamt it would happen. I love when Jared gets to be evil. It's great. Uh, 
But Dean has knocked out the cops, and this is when he rushes in and smashes the mirror. <laughs> he just casually knocks out the cops. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Um, we get a good face-grabbing scene. The boys do this when one of them's hurt. This is a regular thing where they'll, like, grab the other's face. Like, you know. Well, it makes sense. They're probably looking at to see if his eyes are all bloody. Well, that well, they do it regardless. Um, Dean does it at the end of uh, um, All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1. You know, when Sam, like, okay. collapses and he, like, is grabbing his face and, like, holding his face. I love how can cite every time uh, this happens. <laughs> there's, there's a few name. moments where Sam does it, too. Uh... It's it's just a thing they do that I really love. I I like it. It's a very soft cute. brother moment. A, you know, a bit of tenderness where they're usually very, you know, rough and no physical contact mm-hmm. kind of guys. They don't hug very often. <laughs> I don't remember what season or episode it is, but Dean says at one point, or Sam. I think it's Sam. Sam says at one point that they don't hug unless one of them's dying or has come back from the dead, basically. <laughs> like, they just don't hug. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so sad. The they also need more hugs. Die or come back from the dead a lot. They do. So maybe <laughs> they but hug they more don't than like... we give them credit for. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but they don't hug unless it's a high emotional situation, you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of nice to see Dean's like softer, take care of Sammy side come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a sassy little brother. It's Sam, which I love. <laughs> Uh, and this is when we get the really cool Mary crawling out of the mirror thing as Dean is, like, carrying Sam out of the, the store. This is when she, like, crawls out of the mirror. It's so creepy. Yeah. It's such a good effect. Well, they kind of do the, um, changing the camera, like, shutter speed Yes! They do, they do, like, the dropped frames to make it all shuttery. And, ah! Where it's kind of like... It's a really, it's a really simple tactic. what you see in claymation with the stop motion yeah, capture, a little you know? bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. It it's very it creepy. Look like she's skipping. Yeah, it's so cool. It's very simple tactic and very effective. They used, uh, you know, similar fa- frame rates all throughout into the Spider Verse. You know, they do. It I changes love that. the frame rate so it makes it feel very comic booky, well, like something's coming to different life. Different characters have different frame yeah. rates too. Like if mm-hmm. you you can see it explicitly in the um, the the scene when. Miles and Peter B. Parker are escaping the lab with the computer. Because mm-hmm. Peter B. Parker, when he swings, he's very smooth and fluid and he's got every frame. Mm-hmm. But they drop frames out of Miles. Because he's <laughs> and, more. Because um, he doesn't know what he's doing, so he looks yeah. all jittery and yeah. awkward. And then as he gets the hang of it, they add those the missing frames in. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So his, his swinging, smooth, his motions smooth out. It's a. I love when they play with the frames like that because it's very effective when done the right way. It's so freaking cool. It's such a trippy so, effect. <laughs> yeah, but this is when we get Mary crawling out of the the mirror. Sam's eyes start bleeding again, uh, and then Dean's, and eyes, Dean's start eyes start bleeding. bleeding. So Dean obviously has some secret too. We'll never find out. <laughs> this is a dropped plot line. Really? Yep. Uh, I, that Kripke, just barely occurred to me when you mentioned that Dean's eyes were. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that means he yeah. also has a secret. <laughs> uh, Kripke claimed this would be addressed at a later date. However, it was is never mentioned again. I'm sure Dean has some sort of secret. Oh, he's got lots of secrets. That we find out but about whatever later. this specific secret is, we never find out. Hmm. Okay. You know. And Sam never asked or, him either. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. But 
Uh, Dean, Dean has a very smart idea. It's brilliant. He bloody marries Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> he forces Mary to look at herself. He out bloodies Bloody Mary. <laughs> he he out bloody Bloody Mary. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love you. <laughs> But, but yeah, Mary's magic, I guess is what you'd call it, works against her. And she melts into like a puddle of red goo. Like she just like. Yeah. It's a weird effect. It's a weird effect. It, it, you know, it kind of got the illusion of like a shattering mirror a little bit when she was A little bit. But there was also like a goo. Yeah, there was definitely a goo. It, but <laughs> she, there's a you killed them, all those people, you killed them. And then she like dissolves, melts, shatters, whatever it is. She's she like, does. oh shit. And then Sam smashes the mirror. <laughs> And then, <laughs> but is that really says, a secret though? It's gotta be like what six hundred years of bad luck, <laughs> which explains the next three hundred and twenty-two episodes. But they only broke like two mirrors, didn't they? They broke. Sam broke. Um, that would only Sam be, like, broke fourteen. Sam broke two, I think, and Dean broke two. So that's. That's still more than 15 years. 7 times 4, 28. Yeah. 28 years of bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> the show ends before 28 years, though, unfortunately. So they still got more bad luck to go. Yeah, yeah. We cut to the next morning, the boys taking Charlie home. And this is where Sam tells her that she should forgive herself because no matter what happened, or no matter what she did, she probably couldn't have stopped what happened because sometimes bad things just happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell he's also kind of talking to himself there, yeah, too. Yeah, Sam does that sometimes. He's very bad at taking his own advice. <laughs> Sam, Dean even says that's good advice. Uh, and as they drive away and, like, leave town, uh, Dean asks what Sam's secret is. Sam says, you're my brother and I die for you, but there are some things I need to keep to myself. Uh, and then we get one of my favorite, favorite moments in 15 years of television. That was really Which cool. is the, those gorgeous, yet creepy shots of Jess standing on a street corner. In the white dress. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a... I don't know, I just kind of, I got, like, the mood portrayed to me anyway was kind of like the Jess is okay type of thing. Like, wherever she went, you know? She's at peace now. I never thought about that. She's wearing a white I flowy always, dress. She seemed... I mean, she died in a white nightgown. Oh. Um... <laughs> But she seemed to be, you know, happy, I just, I always, giving him an encouraging look, you know? It's like, I'm okay, type I always, of thing. Um, That's how I interpreted it. I have always interpreted it as more of a, like, a... She may not physically be haunting Sam, like, she's not an actual ghost, but her memory and what happened to her is haunting Sam, you know? Also that, yeah. I mean, he's having nightmares, that's, that's obvious enough, but this is also a music moment that had to get changed. Well, it just kind of, like, after... His whole speech at the end, you know, that yeah. he was gonna stop blaming himself. I just kind of felt like that was her, like them letting go of each other. A yeah, little like bit? her saying, "Yeah, you, you shouldn't think? be blaming yourself." Type of thing. I don't know. We'll have to think about that going forward, because I feel like Sam continues to blame himself because he doesn't tell Dean about the nightmares for a good little while, hmm. at least another couple episodes. So there was two music changes. But yeah, right? we got another music change here. And I thought they both had different effects. Yeah. But I thought they were both good. I like both the songs. I actually, I got in the Monster of the Week Discord and asked if people preferred um, the original, which is Laugh I Nearly Died by the Rolling Stones, or uh, the Netflix 
song choice, which is Bones Into Dust by Fred Herring, because I really do like them both, but they both create very different vibes. I Let th- me find what the, Mio said the, about the it. the words fit well with the scene placement better in the first one, maybe? With, um, which one? The Netflix? Laugh, I Nearly Died. Yeah. But I liked the vibe the second one had I, more. Yeah. I thought it was more kind of like so, a, more of a peaceful vibe, you um, know? I really like the way Mio explains why she likes uh, Laugh, I Nearly Died more. Um, firstly, she says there's something oddly creepy about Jagger's vocals, which is very true. Um, and Bones and Dust is a cool song, and the lyrics are appropriate, but it feels more static. It's kind of monotone, whereas the Rolling Stone song gives you more on, keeps you more on edge. Yeah. Bones just kind of fades into the background, but Laugh makes you feel unsettled and feel like this is an important moment that we aren't really understanding. Hmm. Which, I like that. Yeah. I like that, that idea, because we were just, we were just, <laughs> you know, discussing interpreted it very different interpretations of this shot. Probably, probably different, too, Which because is, the first kinda... time I saw it was with the Bones Into Dust, and that's kind of the vibe that that yeah. song portrays. And I think the first time I saw it was Laugh, I Nearly Died. But if you do, I, I if you do a... watch it with the Laugh, I Nearly Died, you get a different um, interpretation yeah. from it, which I think is more of how it's she's... more of Sam's guilt. And, and how you were interpreting it. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely... Shows how much music can influence definitely. Your, the way you, that you view something. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, I, th- I like it cause Which you... is funny that they chose songs that had two different like, kind of Completely effects. different effects They both fit the scene But it just depends on what You're going for Yeah Because Bones and Us kind of feels like a Kind of it kind of gives song. me Yeah, it kind of gives me famous final scene vibes a little bit Not to that extent, you know But the, you know The, the light famous final scene by Bob Seger I don't know. You know, it's one. the light fades from the screen. It's the famous final scene. It's like it's a goodbye moment. You know, it kind of has that vibe. If you, if that's you do, the, um, the visual of bones into film, dust. Film references I'm, of film school stuff. I'm not gonna. It's get not it. film school. <laughs> Never heard of that term. The famous final scene. It's a song. It's a song. No, <laughs> yeah. Never heard of that song. Babe, you have definitely listened to it. Cause there's a cover of it. On, um, or maybe there isn't. I'm pretty sure. But it's a really beautiful song. It kind of gives me those same vibes. Yeah. Let me look up. Bones I have to listen to, to it. Dust. See if I've heard it, but from the lyrics, I don't recognize it. Bones Into Dust. That's what the song's called. Um, but yeah, Bones Into Dust is also a, a goodbye song. Yeah. Um, so that, that's why it kind of reminds me of it. It's the same kind of, you know, melancholy vibe, which is, I guess, why you felt of that scene more as a letting go. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. And whereas Laugh, I Nearly Died is more, um, let me look up the lyrics section. It's more of an unresolved. Yeah. It's... It's about a, a wanderer. It's also a goodbye song, but it's kind of a different goodbye vibe. Yeah. Um, I feel like they start from the beginning of that song. But, yeah, I'm so sick and tired trying to turn the tide, so I'll say my goodbye. Laugh, laugh, I nearly died. It's a, And the, the musical vibe of that one is a little different, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like Mio said, you know, Bones into Dust kind of, like, fades out. It's very, very soft. 
mm-hmm. song, um, at least the moment that they use, whereas Laugh I Nearly Died has a lot more heavier instruments and mm-hmm. uh, thicker chords. More rough that... around the edges. Yeah. Because it's Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's so interesting how music can affect a scene like that, because they're both great songs. Music's super powerful. And the scene is very, very powerful either way. This is a really cool it's, scene. Yeah. I really love it. I really, really love that scene. All right. But that is the end of the episode. We fade from Sam's face into credits. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts about this episode, Beeb? That's a good episode. I liked it a lot. I really love this episode. There was a lot of good lore to go into on that. Yeah. I had fun researching this one. That was really fun to learn about them. Like, I'd never learned any of that stuff. I love learning new stuff. <laughs> it's always fun to, like, look into old superstitions or old folklore and, like, yeah, where did this start? where things came from. Yeah. Or, like, even old, like, wives' sayings and, like, things like yeah. that. Like, where did all this begin, anyways? <laughs> I love it. I find it's, it so interesting. Fun. No, I really like this episode. It is... I like that we get to see... Sam's grief mm-hmm. and Sam's guilt because in the past few episodes we've been seeing a lot of Sam's like anger yeah uh, he's been um he's been letting his grief has been portraying itself as as anger and it, he's he was using it to drive his need for finding John and getting revenge and you know mm-hmm. and in this episode, I, I think it may be because he's so tired because he hasn't been sleeping. He doesn't have the energy to be so angry. And he's kind of settling more into we have to, you know, this is our option right now. Is Especially in the af- coming off last episode with him being so upset about John mm-hmm. being clearly, like, keeping them out of the loop. Like, explicitly keeping them out of the loop, basically. <laughs> uh he's much more, he's kind of resigning himself to we'll hunt the thing until we catch up with dad. Kind of. Yeah. And in this episode he's, as a result, he's because he's letting go of that that drive to find dad kill the thing, he's sitting more in his grief in yeah. a different way and it's not coming across so much it's as like anger. The, the How many stages of grief, you know? Uh, Five. First, there's like anger. Then there's finally like acceptance and um, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I think we've been watching him go through each of those different steps throughout different definitely, episodes. Definitely. I think he's more into um, maybe between depression like... and acceptance. Maybe. Yeah, he's definitely in depression. Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> But, but the end of the episode, he's more into acceptance, I think. You think? At least more in forgiving himself. I I think a little bit, maybe, yeah. Oh, so interesting. I never, thought, fully I never into... thought to look at the, the five stages of grief in comparison to Sam's journey these I mean, last few episodes. I mean, he won't fully be into acceptance until we um, deal with the demon, I don't think. but Not for a little while, no. But he's getting there. But yeah, yeah, he's he's allowing himself to really grieve. You yeah. Know, instead of just being angry. Do you have any final thoughts, Pete? Uh, no, what's next week? So next week we're going to be covering episode 106, Skin, which I'm very excited about. It's a very good episode. 
All right, but I think I think that is all for this week. Is that yeah. all for this week, babe? I think so. Sweet. So, uh, if you if you have any any thoughts about this episode or feedback you want to give us, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr at We Need to Talk About Sam. Uh, I'm Little Red on Twitter and the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. Haley Beeb, where can the people find you? You can find me on um, Twitter at Life Flows On Three, and <laughs> Tumblr as hfthoughts-blog. Sweet. All right, that is all for this week. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. It's uh, an episode of Parks and Rec, and it makes me laugh. Oh my god. My girlfriend, the nerd. (laughs) Well, duh. (laughs) Can I have one? Have. Oh, a Pop Tart thing? Yes. I love holding your hand, too, though, baby. (laughs) You can hold my hand, but I don't understand what you mean by can I have one? Can I have a hand? They're very yumsy. Yumsy. Wow. I said they're very yumsy. (laughs) Yumsy. Hey, you stole my pill. (laughs) You thief. (laughs) You knew exactly what you did. (laughs) Hi. But guilty look. (laughs) I'm like, hey, something's missing. It's okay, you can have it. You can share it. That's what I thought we were doing. (laughs) That works. I don't know how much meta stuff I actually took notes on today. I don't take very many notes, so I'm going to be improvising a lot. He took five notes. <laughs> five lines, yeah. <laughs> five notes. The beep took five notes. That's okay. I still love her. It was, it was hard to take notes when you're watching something on, on the, the same, same device. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did My you stupid think about, PlayStation's not working. You, did you not think about having two windows? How do you having do that? It's too advanced for me, babe. I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> you, so so you make your window, you minimize it, and then you yeah, I guess I drag it around until it's the shape that you want, and then you can put two next to each no, other. No, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I did not think and of this, that. This is why I'm the techie one in the podcast, which is funny, because I am not techie at all. You are more than I am, that's for sure. I know how to push record on Audacity. (laughs) The Audacity.
do, do, do. Is that our new intro song? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I don't know if I can replicate it. <laughs> do, 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 do. Let's <laughs> make noise sometimes. Uh, okay. <clears throat> There's a dead dog over there. Do you see her? Dead She's dog. Not dead. She's sleepy. <laughs> She looks dead. She's sleeping. I watched a funny TikTok. It was a a recording of a the like the Universal Animal Actors show that they do at Universal Studios. Oh. <laughs> the guy was like, like he had the dog on stage and the dog's like laying down on this platform and he's like, I don't remember what the dog's name was. I think I it might have been Charlie. Um, but he's like, he's like Charlie, go do this, and the dog just lays there. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's weird. And then a vulture flies on stage, and he's like, oh, that's not supposed to be there. We only have vultures on stage if there's a dead animal. And then he's like, wait! <laughs> and he's like, Charlie! Charlie, no! And, like, crouches down next to the dog, and the dog's tail starts just going nuts. <laughs> and, he, and he, like, lifts his head, and he's like, Charlie, you're dead! And, the dog, and he, like, keeps pushing his legs and head down. <laughs> Because he keeps, like, rolling his back. <laughs> and meanwhile, his little tail's just going crazy. Oh. He like, keeps going, Charlie, you're dead! Cute. <laughs> so cute. I love dogs. Dogs are so cute. You should have... I, I wish I'd take your pictures of Bruce the Pitbull. Yeah, I He was so Bruce. sweet. Pitbulls are very sweet dogs. I love them. He was adorable in his sweater, too. <laughs> he was such a handsome boy in his green Christmas sweater <laughs> in January. <laughs> oh my god. We zonked. As if she hasn't been sleeping a lot today already. As if she's not a lazy butt. Hardcore Star Wars fan uh, people. Well, yeah, because so no one toxic. loves no one loves to hate Star Wars better than Star Wars fans. Oh my gosh! And no one likes to gatekeep more than Star Wars fans. Nothing Good makes them Lord. fucking happy. Nothing. <laughs> Where I'm just like, if it's a new Star Wars something, I'm gonna watch it. and I'm gonna love it. <laughs> I watched a TikTok the other day that was. It was a guy was stitching another guy's TikTok, and the the first guy, the one that like. Made the original video was like, you're not a real Star Wars fan if you don't know who this character is, and it's a character from a Star Wars video game from 20 years ago that's not considered canon anymore, and the oh character gosh. is, at least in the opinion of the guy who stitched the video, to be like this is the dumbest thing to be gatekeeping gatekeeping about. I hate gate the character. <laughs> The character that he's like, if you're not a true Star Wars fan, if you don't know who this is, that character is the dumbest Star Wars character. Is it from Knights of the Old Republic video game? He, he's, it's that, it's the one where you're a character, and like, you're, the villain of the ba the game is like Darth Malak or something like that, uh -huh. and you find out at the end that you're Darth whatever, and so... I haven't like, played any of those the old villain, video games, so the, the, I guess I'm not a real Star Wars fan. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> so the character was this Darth Malak something whatever guy. Okay, no, that's that, that, Malgus. No, Malgus? I don't think so. 
that's the character that the, this dude was like, if you don't know who this is, you're not a real Star Wars fan. But the thing is, is that guy has literally no substance to him because he's in, like, one video game and you find out at the end of the video game that you are him. <laughs> so he's not even a real, like, a real character with, like, a plot or anything because everything he does the is stuff character. that you did. He's the fucking playable character and he's not even canon anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to break it to you, Star Wars like, fans, but <laughs> everything <laughs> that was pre-Disney uh, oh is not God. canon anymore. <laughs> Other than, like, the, tr- the original movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Any of the expanded universe, any of the old video games, none of it's canon anymore. Yeah, unless Disney has repurposed it. Repurposed those characters and yeah, exactly. is retelling their stories. Like, like Darth Thrawn. Like Thrawn. Not Darth Thrawn. Darth Thrawn. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn, I mean. Good lord. Darth Thrawn. <laughs> Spoilers. Just kidding. Um, yeah, it's really annoying. But all these old gatekeepers and Oh my god, I find it so dumb, because I was like, you I was like, much... well, I don't know who that character is, and then I found out that he's a character who's not even part of the canon anymore. <laughs> you know, people used to like, hate what? The on the prequels hardcore, Oh yeah, and, and now they're like, oh, they're not so bad after all, <laughs> but now the sequels are terrible, and like, just wait 20 years, they'll be accepted again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know who, who doesn't they care like... about the prequels? Those of us who grew up with the prequels. We yeah. love the prequels because they were aimed that, for that us. That was our Star Wars, yeah. Just like my brother loves the sequels because they were aimed for him and his yeah. age group. My parents liked the OG trilogy because they were that aimed was for them. Star Wars, yeah. Like, it's, it was made <laughs> so for that generation. What are the issues... George Lucas is, he's a, he's a great storyteller, but he's a he's shitty a, writer. He's a shitty writer. He's, and not even, the, not a very dialogue, good director either. His dialogue is so bad. The original movies are only as good as they are. Because, because he they didn't had write like them. a million dialogue edits. And even then, the dialogue is super clunky and difficult to listen to. And so then you get the prequels where they just like went with his original dialogue. They didn't do nearly as many edits. No, they the were dialogue. like, whatever you and say goes, result, George. They're shit. <laughs> like, the dialogue is awful. It really is. It's so bad. Oh, you get the fucking. Oh my gosh. Oh, all all of just... Attack of the Clones is terrible dialogue. God. <laughs> Some girl on TikTok went viral for doing the math. <laughs> Figuring out that Padme has the strongest vagina, or the strongest pussy of any woman ever. Because <laughs> of that scene. What? That scene in Attack of the Clones when she jumps off the, like, the pillar thing oh. onto the monster behind Anakin. Yeah. They figured like... out that it was like... 15 something tons of or pounds of force. Like, I know she's not a guy, so she ain't got balls. But on her that crotch. was still fucking hurt. Yeah, she doesn't flinch. And, like, even if Anakin caught her, like, there still would have been, like, she still would have hit that pretty hard. She's just totally fine. I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember watching that as a kid, even. I was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> is she okay? I think it's very funny. Uh, the guys are like, well, it hurts real bad when you get kicked in the balls. Like, duh. 
you kick anyone in a sensitive point in their body, it fucking hurts. Do you know how many nerve endings are in the clitoris alone? <laughs> More than are in your entire dick. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, you hit that, it fucking hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to include any of that in this. Okay. <laughs> of being the bloopers. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's an accurate statement, but it's a lot. <laughs> you give me a drink. Yeah. Peace. And people also seem to forget that I love Return of the Jedi, but the stormtroopers were beat by fucking teddy bears. <laughs> with they spears. Were. They were. And tell me that's not unrealistic. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love the teddy bears, and I'm very fond of them. But teddy bears they're still kick teddy ass. bears. <laughs> they kick ass. I saw a TikTok that was like, everyone talks about how in, um, what's the first movie called? New Hope? New Hope, yes, thank you. So I was like, something hope, and I kept wanting to say Return of the Hope, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Return of the Hope. <laughs> and the New Hope. I think you're combining Return of the King and a New Hope together. Oh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I think that's what I was mixing up. Um, Return of the Hope. <laughs> and the New Jedi. <laughs> um, oh. We'll talk about how the stormtroopers can't hit anything, because... Cause they, they were like, purposely not aiming at them. Yeah, because they purposely weren't aiming, because they were corralling. And then, they, because they, they get, they, like, corral Han and the guy, you know, back to the ship, and then, at, what's his face? Um, Admiral something, the old dude. Grand Moff Tarkin? Is that his name? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, it was a tracking beacon on board. And they're like, yeah, you know, the tracking beacon's on the ship. And then Leia is like, that was too fucking easy. They must be tracking us or something. And Han's like, there's no way they're tracking my ship. And that's it. Like, the, 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 Han just casually just dismisses the princess. Who's right? Oh, wait, he does that a lot. <laughs> right, by the way. And then, because then, they're fucking being tracked. Oh my yeah, god. That's how they find their base later, because yeah, they tracked them. Because they fucking tracked them! Because the stormtroopers didn't kill them! <laughs> totally peeking. I'm peeking hardcore. <laughs> I totally forgot about the tracking part. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> they weren't trying to kill them, they were trying to track them. <laughs> they didn't want to kill them because they needed them. They, because the bad guys are smart! That's why they're bad guys! <laughs> also, though, the stormtroopers shooting does not get much better in any of the other movies. No, <laughs> that, is, that is true. <laughs> I feel like in, like, the, the, the clone troopers... Clone troopers are accurate. Have great aim. They have great the aim. The stormtroopers are shit. They have, great, the they have great aim while they remain good guys as soon as they turn bad guys. They have terrible aim, conveniently. <laughs> That's very handy. Because they're shooting at people protected by plot armor and not yep. just droids. Exactly. <laughs> Plot armor is powerful. Plot oh armor is the most powerful much, armor of all. Much more powerful than logic. The First Order stormtroopers aren't even any better at shooting. Oh, they're, sh they're awful. Because, again, plot armor. Plot armor. 
Oh, oh my man. god. How did we end up on a fucking Star Wars tangent? I don't even know. I don't remember okay. how we got started on that, <laughs> to be know. honest. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. And now we're 25 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about Star Wars any day. <laughs> uh. Oh, WandaVision's really good, by the way. <gasps> it's so good! I really like it. I like the parody of the old I like it too. 1950s sitcoms. It kind of threw me at first, because that's not the kind of TV shows I'm used to. I used to watch I'm, those a lot. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, especially with all the little hints that there's like something more going on. I'm oh, really yeah. liking that. You made a smart um, assumption. I think she's causing the illusion. I think she is. Because that's part of her powers. Yeah, I think she's doing it herself. People seem to be trying to communicate with her specifically, trying to like snap yeah. her out of it or whatever. Yeah. And if even I think if she put she, herself in a weird trance after I, Vision died even or if, something, even if she didn't put it, put herself into it, uh, she's keeping herself yeah, in it because it's like, safe. Yeah, and she's happy with her. Yeah, it's Vision husband it's with a perfect like, life or whatever. Kind of like, like the gins in Supernatural. Yeah, you know. They put they put you in it, but you keep yourself in it mm-hmm. because it's so. You know, it's what you want. It's your you know greatest your biggest dream come true. You know. So, so but I don't know. Maybe she did it herself. Maybe someone did it to her. But either way, she's definitely the one like keeping herself within. Yeah, we saw you know when we first got introduced to Wanda. And- um, Age of Ultron, that she could manipulate people's visions. Mm-hmm. She can make them see what she wants them to see. Mm-hmm. So we know it's like a power that. that she has. Yeah. Um, what and I would like an explanation is, because we know Vision died in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how he's existing in this reality, if it's just a vision, or she actually... Vision? <laughs> vision's a vision. <laughs> vision's a vision. <laughs> but... They also made it seem like she's actually going to be pregnant and have children. Which how this is how they're going to introduce her children. But I'm like, hmm, how's that going to work? I don't know. I don't know. I'm very excited for the next episode. We've been in the good. 50s and 60s, and now we're in the 70s in the next yeah. episode. So. It looks like they're jumping up a decade with each episode. Yeah, which is very fun. Very, we very just fun. got color for the first time. And that was something that happened in the 70s. It's got mm-hmm. color television, so... Yeah. So, I'm very excited. I'll have to watch it this weekend. I like it so far. I like it, too. I can't wait for the rest of the shows to come out, but I couldn't find release dates. I didn't look that hard. But sometime this year. Which is very specific, because the year is 12 months. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was coming out, like, in March or something. That'd be really nice. I didn't think it was far <laughs> into the year, but I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know when Loki comes out. I definitely don't know that. <clears throat> okay. We need to get started now that we have almost 30 minutes of just <laughs> talking and screaming and being nerds. Let's be nerds about... <laughs> it's always a fun thing to nerd about. Yes. Well, now let's nerd about Supernatural. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Good transition. With your 
She took so many notes. <laughs> I took a lot of notes for the lore. She does. She has lots of lore notes. I'm very impressed. Alright, here we go. <sighs> Dead dog. <laughs> This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 5, Bloody Mary. I'm Kenzie. <laughs> I'm going to do that again, because <laughs> I don't know what my voice did there at the end. Wow. It sounded good until you laughed. <laughs> it was very not, cute, but... It weird. Okay. Wasn't weird. It, no, it was weird. deal of the aesthetic of Bloody Mary was taken from the Japanese horror film and American remake The Ring. That, she's kind of covered, her but hair yeah. is covered, covering yeah. her face. The, and that like the scene at the end when she like crawls out of the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know much about The Ring, but I do know that like, that like iconic crawl like thing. hands coming yeah. forward out of something. But she does you that know? iconic weird and the, crawl like, Yeah, thing. the like the head thing. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I, I know that about it, even if I haven't seen it, because <laughs> it's just been used so much in pop culture. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very iconic shot, so. Yeah, I can see, yeah. see that. But yeah, we see her in a few different... I'm not a big horror fan, by the way, <laughs> so I haven't seen Neither very many horror I. movies. Neither am <laughs> I. The only, let's see, how many horror movies have I seen? I've seen Devour, which Jensen is in. I've seen My Bloody Valentine. Which Jensen is in. <laughs> and I've seen Hush because my friend thought I would really like it. And I actually did. And then I've seen a Japanese, like, psychological horror that's got, like, a. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called, but we watched it for a film analysis class my freshman year. I did not enjoy it very much. I have a really hard time with films that are in other languages, though. Yeah, it makes it harder. Um, if you're not watching it in the language it was meant to be viewed in, it makes the translation get lost. Well, a not bit. even just the translation. The thing is, is, I always watch it in the language that they're originally in, but because like I struggle with auditory processing issues. Well, it's different if you're reading the subtitles and so, too. Yeah, so like I have to. I don't like to read my movies, and it makes it really difficult for me to to pay attention. Because the person um, who always wants subtitles on whenever we watch. Well, them. but no. <laughs> Because I need the subtitles paired with the audio. Yeah, okay. I can't just have the subtitles, because I'll lose track yeah. of what's going on yeah, the Yeah, I'm the same way. I get distracted you know? by the subtitles. I Well, I get bored, because I'm so busy reading that I'm not actually watching, because I have to read to understand what's going on, but I don't know what's going on, because I'm reading. <laughs> you know? It's the struggle I have with films that are in languages I don't understand, which is any language that's not English, because I'm bad at languages. I think I can count on one hand as many horror films as I've seen. I've seen A Quiet Place, yeah, which is five. really good. <laughs> I've seen five horror films. <laughs> so you can also count on one hand. <laughs> I've not seen A Quiet Place. That one's good. It's not... It's more of a... I guess it would be considered horror, but it's not a classic horror, I feel like. I don't know. 
It's not slasher. Yeah. It's, it's like more something more I could enjoy. Yeah. It's more of a psychological. I'm not big yeah. on slashers. I like yeah, more of the Yeah, I don't really like slashers either. That's why I liked Hush was because it's more... It's, that one's about a deaf woman who, um, like, moves to the woods by herself after a bad breakup. Um, mm. to, like, she's, like, an author and she just wants to get away. And a serial killer comes to the neighborhood and, like, fixates on her because she can't hear him. Mm. So... But her, like, her deafness ends up being part of, like, what saves her. Hmm. It's a spoiler, I guess. But I really like that. they're so tuned in to their other senses. Yeah. Um, yes, I saw A Quiet Place. I saw It and It Chapter 2. Both are actually really good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. They're more... Iconic is fucking terrifying. They're more iconic horror movies. However, the plot is really good. The writing's really good. The characters are very interesting and very well acted. Yeah. It, don't they have it the... reminded me of Stranger Things in a lot of don't ways. Don't they have one of the kids from Stranger Things? Yeah. And the <laughs> it's Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> yeah. Um He shows up in Supernatural at one point. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who's in Supernatural. <laughs> I, I don't love, remember he's what like episode. Really he's, like, he's like it's a what episode thing. Um, and then I've seen When a Stranger Calls. I did not like that movie. Gave me nightmares for a long time. Yeah, he doesn't show up till season 11. So. Because he was probably, like, not born. (laughs) How old is that kid? He's still in his teens, I think. He's young, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so he would have been three when Supernatural started airing. He's He's 18 now. He's 18 now. Look, he grew up. (laughs) Very grown up. But yeah, he would have been three when Supernatural started. Yeah. Airing, so he didn't he didn't have his his moment on the show till he to that or till season eleven. So it'll be a hot minute. And then I saw one classic horror movie, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I haven't seen that. And one. I I remember liking it. Yeah. Well, I'd say four out out of the five horror movies I watched I enjoyed, but I'm very, very picky when it comes to them. I won't just watch any of them. Yeah, I don't generally find them appealing, so, but, um... I won't go right. out of my way to go watch <laughs> one got way theater. off topic. <laughs> okay, there's a creepy ring-inspired figure <laughs> in all the reflective surfaces, right?